so clearly mom and dad are not here tonight, Nina and Padrino. And it is an activation night. So, so tonight is going to be two parts. Uh, first, we're gonna have a little time to go over some things to send us into our activation. And then we're going to get into groups. It is a little bit of a smaller group tonight. So we have three groups that we're gonna be splitting up into and they're gonna be intimate. Uh, just out of the sheer number of family that we have. So I think that, um, I mean, that's kind of my favorite is when groups are small and they just kind of lend an environment to good conversation and discussion and um, some processing. So that's what will happen um, in just a little bit here. I hope you guys don't mind that I'm waiting. I just want to make sure that everybody is able to be a part of the releasing into the activation because you can't really have one without the other. All right. So pressing into tonight's activation, I heard a, a word in my spirit as I woke up and it was that it's time to rally. Is everybody, no, I always look at Dan. <laughs> Cause you're like a walking thesaurus dictionary to me. So I'm like, can you give us the verb, the noun, the adjective form and its origin? Um, no, but, but for, um, for tonight that we are needing to just come back together again and recall to order his intentions. There's been so much activity. There have been so many festivals and just kind of feels like from November up until now, there have been so many Fridays or weekends where we have been able to celebrate and um, not necessarily have a typical service, which has, has been so special. And it's actually gonna continue next Friday <laughs> with our Kingdom Air's birthday party. But to take tonight to recall and remember his intentions for the night season because the rest of the night season, all of those nights that we haven't been having a party or at mom and dad's or at Thanksgiving together, um, it has been some intense teaching and discipleship and uncovering. So tonight, before we activate everything that has been released in this night season, we're going to go back through and kind of recap some of the critical aspects of what have been what has been uncovered so that when we move into our activation we are fresh we are it's it's like all of those things that have been stirring or settling in our spirit that we've been taking home every time there is a releasing night on a Friday and dissecting and adding to our press, adding to our process, working or wrestling it all the way through, that those would again kind of surface so that we can get the most out of our night tonight and in general 
that we're kind of are having a little bit of a reset. So when we move into the rest of the night season, which really we only have about three months, which can sound like a lot, but if it's only a Friday and then you've got those ones that are, you know, different kinds of nights, it's really not a lot as far as the weight of his intention for when we walk out of this night season. I mean, we know that's how we operate, right? When we move into a season, it's not like, what should, what would be good for us to learn about, right? Or what would be an encouraging word for us to just, you know, make it through the next week? It's what are your intentions for the season of the bride? What are your intentions for your sons and daughters now so that we can access everything you have next? That's how we operate. So when we move into a season like the night season and Yahweh says at the beginning, I'm going to uncover the greatest lie ever told in Christianity. That means that you are to emerge out of that season with that fully uncovered in you and the process that it entails for that to become real and your truth is done. That's what that means. So it's not only intentional, but it's critical how we engage and activate like we are tonight, but every day the walking out of his intentions for a season and because he's so intentional, we know that everything builds, right? Precept upon precept. So the precept. So this season, this season becoming a part of who you are as a son and daughter equips you for what's coming next. You remember that word about the stairs? That if you don't take your time on each step, that when you when he presents the next one. There's some, there's, some, there's some things that can happen, right? If, that, if the step prior hasn't been shored up or maybe it was missed altogether and now you've got to jump to the next one or, or whatever, it's, it's meant to build and build. So that's why we're gonna take some time tonight to recall to order his intentions in uncovering the greatest lie ever told, which is that the Old Testament has been abolished, right? Okay. So I'm gonna write some things down on the board as I talk, um, just because I took, there's some, there's some pieces that I want us to grab a hold of from each, basically every night that something was uncovered or presented to us, there's excerpts from each of those moments or each of those services or opportunities, teachings, that I want to recall to our, um, our attention tonight, okay? Okay. So where we started at the beginning of the night season, that was one of the first questions posed, the very first teaching in the night season. All right. So we were presented with a question. And it was, are we undermining everything Yeshua did or honoring everything Yeshua did? He came to fulfill. 
This is when it was first presented, fulfill versus abolish. One of the things that, as I was going back through, starting in, I don't know if you guys do this, but to make sure that you're, well, let me just say that I do it, <laughs> to make sure that I am allowing Yahweh to build that precept upon precept in my own heart and mind, I will constantly go back through my notes and start from the beginning and work my th way through up until where I am now so that I can reconcile anything within me that wasn't maybe something that was missed in my own heart, in my own mind. And I was doing that again for tonight and I'm not really sure how to share this. Um, but in going back through, this is a question that came up and the meaning in that first teaching, one of the things that we went through was the, the depths of his faithfulness to his bride throughout all of creation. And now the question in this night season that's being asked of us, and I can hear it in his voice, is are we, are we faithful? And there's a sign that hangs over my bathtub and it actually was from Nana and Padrino and I have it on the table tonight and it says, I choose you. And they had said it was a prophetic declaration over something that I had shared my heart about and um, wasn't specific to them, but just, just a statement in, in my personal life. And it was like all of a sudden, the gravity of the night season and that question, he is faithful to his bride. Are we faithful to him? Became so real and I was looking at that sign and I could hear him saying over and over, I choose you, I've chosen you and I choose you again and again and again. Will you choose me? Will you choose me back? So I want, I just, I say that now because I want us to be able to I guess to just carry that as we're, as we're going back to the beginning and all the way through until now. That that ultimately is the question that he's asking when it comes to his intention for the night season. He's revealed himself, are we going to respond? Okay. So these were some of the first things that were presented presented to us and all throughout, this is something else we're gonna to get to in our activation, but there were excerpts from the word that were a part of every teaching night. So this is also when Hebrews was introduced. You guys remember all of that at the beginning? Okay. All right, then we were confronted here. All right, 
So then we moved into an understanding of teshuva, returning something to its original state. That's when what was released over us was the analogy or the parable of in the house and the coin being lost. You guys remember that night? Yeah? Is it, are things starting to connect and get back, set back in order? Okay. And how salvation may have gotten us in the house, but is it possible that we're still lost? On that same night, one of the, the heart, his heart, an aspect of his heart that was presented was you're not obligated to the husband you are married to. So Eric, this was, if, I, if we can just kind of talk casually. Um, so this was basically just in reference to the way that we've been positioned. That salvation and everything that Yahweh has led our family into in the last seven years, when we recognized we were stopping at the cross and that salvation was the end point, right? But that there was more. And so the question was, is it possible that we could still be lost even though we're in the house? That the way that we've been positioned is like this, um, were you here when she did the, when mom did the analogy of being married, but not being obligated? That was later. No. Okay, then we moved right away into our fast. I know everyone remembers the fast. Yes. <laughs> we moved into the fast in preparation for the atonement service. Okay. Now, part of the preparation for the atonement service was released over us when Yahweh said that the fear of Adonai is the beginning of knowledge and the intention behind coming in for that atonement service was Yahweh said, you're going to get on your face before me and acknowledge that you may not know. that you may not know. And that moving into the rest of the night season from that place that he would be able to add or that that wisdom would finally, he would be finally invited in to build because that fear is the means by which we gain wisdom. And he was walking us through during that fast, all of us in different ways, but that there were the, the knowledge or the wisdom that we had gained up to that point, if it was outside of that fear, then it was of man. That it wasn't his wisdom. Right? And everything that was about to be uncovered, I mean, it had already started, but that there was going to be so much more. And could we be positioned to hear or for him to build an ad if we laid our prior knowledge and understanding down. We laid down pride, arrogance, entitlement, everyone's 
looked different, but as a family, we laid down those things that built up knowledge that ultimately was separating us from him. Then, from there, so following the fast and literally walking out of this building from the atonement service, where we laid down any knowledge that could have come from man so he could continue to uncover and build in the rest of the night season, we were positioned to have anything that we may have known, doctrine, customs, or traditions kicked out from under us. That was the service that followed. Do you guys remember the, a, a visual that stuck in my mind is where mom was standing like this and she was, yeah, she was kicking those customs, she was kicking those traditions, she was kicking those doctrines down. And she was saying, but don't worry, you've got something to hold on to which is the structure that he gave us before. Now that positioning for those doctrines, customs, traditions to begin getting kicked out from under us led us to ask, led us to this question, is what I've known what I'm called to defend? All right. Do you guys remember what we moved into next? There's a clue, was the uncreated realm. So the connection here in the order, which I know wasn't planned, <laughs> but the connection here was in things being kicked out from under us, in us being willing to lay, to, to, for that to literally be done in us, is so that we won't co-create from a false place. Right, which is what led us into the uncreated realm. Not only so we don't create from a false place, so if we've got false doctrine, false customs and traditions, and we're learning how to co-create, he wants things in order before we learn how to create with him and how to govern, right? Part of what we learned in the uncreated realm, whoop, part of what we learned in the uncreated realm was also from where we govern. So what we govern and from where. See people still writing, I don't wanna flip it yet. Then we moved from the uncreated realm into an introduction of Matthew 5. Again, abolish, or fulfill. Also, following the uncreated realm was the strategy to promote infidelity. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna write it down too. So we moved from the uncreated realm into Matthew 5, abolish or fulfill, and the strategy to promote infidelity was identified. I don't know about you guys, but for me, that strategy was imprinted on my heart. The third part of that strategy answered a lot of wrestling in my mind. Anyone else? Especially when it came to things that we're leading the next generation in. 
right? That feeling of missing out when you're stewarding them in conversations about Christmas or whatever it is. Am I the only one that felt that way? <laughs> okay, so the strategy to promote infidelity from the beginning was, did he say? Was that actually him? Is that what he meant? Are you sure? Well, if he did, okay, so you've worked your way through that one. If he did, you don't have to obey. But if you work your way through that one and you choose to obey, you'll miss out. That night ended with this quote. Yeshua is not my token to do whatever I want. I don't know if that was literally said or if that's what I heard. All right, moving along in the night season, we're getting close to now. We were given some context. The context we were given, in part, there was a lot, was that when the law was given, they were fresh out of slavery. So the Torah was given to teach them how to walk free. And there were some questions ask, asked. And this is just a quick little plug. When, when things are released like this, do you hear them as a question? Good. A question for you? Every one of them is an invitation. Now all of the context here, this had to do with like Acts 15, the Jerusalem Council, remember that? This was the question. This was the invitation. Only by identifying my infidelity can I receive redemption. And we were left that night with, we've never truly known what covenant is that we would see it as bondage. And that was another example that was given to us of marriage. Mom and dad standing next to each other and how the world would say, you're no longer free and we've adopted the same mindset. I'm no longer free if I'm bound to you. So the bride, the bride, you and I, we fought whether we were aware or not, we fought being bound to our bridegroom. Generation after generation after generation. We've believed that marriage, that covenant is bondage. I'm, I'm having a really hard time talking about it all tonight because I feel like, um, the invitation for his bride is so heavy that we as the remnant bride are being given an opportunity to reconcile that very mindset, that thought it was freedom, but in reality was 
divorce? Was separation, was scattering, and was, and was ultimately death? When the invitation to life literally stood at the altar waiting for his bride to respond. On one of the nights, uh, Padrino said, consider with the weight of your life what is being uncovered. Do we? Not only is there an invitation for that reconciling within us to be bound to him and only him, but it is the honor and responsibility of the bride. to be pure, to be faithful to him. And as the remnant bride, we're waking up to this reality first because we're called to help her prepare. We've addressed that before in this house, that we are hungry for purpose, that we're hungry to unlock our destiny scrolls, that we know we're the remnant, but what does that mean? The wrestling that you're doing now is unto that very purpose, unto that very call. That not only would we become a pure bride who's fully faithful and chooses him back, but that we would lead the bride back to him in that same purity, that we would be ones who safeguard her, that help her prepare. Because we're just now discovering that what we thought was being prepared, what we thought was being a bride, we weren't even, we weren't even at the altar. Ultimately, we're remembering who we are so we can remind her who she is. And I know how an activation night can feel. <laughs> Getting in a group, having to discuss, having to talk, having to share, having to sort through. But do, under do we understand what we're doing? Because when that purpose becomes clear, you will do it all. And a worksheet that asks you some prompting questions to help you self-reflect is, I, I, don't, I don't know how, I'm like, whatever this means. So the intention of this worksheet and of our time tonight in our groups is to continue helping us unravel the greatest lie ever told. The sections on it are the night season scriptures. What have I known or understood about those scriptures? And what am I learning now? Then the last section is how am I responding? Because again, it's an invitation. When two points are presented, it's an invitation. Right? 
for you to reconcile those, for you to work through it. Now, what I do want to challenge us in, in general, not just tonight, but in the rest of the night season, the wrestling that you're doing, so we've got these two columns, what have I known or understood, what am I learning? That make, it should cause some wrestling, but I wanna challenge us that the wrestling that you're being invited to is unto something. It's unto a response. If you're finding yourself in wrestling out of pride, in wrestling out of arrogance, in wrestling out of entitlement, in wrestling out of, I'm gonna prove a point, C steps A through however many there were, right? Because the wrestling is your opportunity to reconcile some things. But your heart has to be positioned to wrestle a thing through. And it's hard because what we've known There's so, there can be so much purpose in it, so much identity in it, right? They can define us. Or justify us, right? Those things we've known, they can justify us, justify our behavior, justify our actions. So if the wrestling is to justify your behavior, then you really haven't done the work yet, not that you can't, but there is still work to do then to lay those things down like we did when we were invited to the atonement service. Arrogance is still there, pride is still there, entitlement is still there. This won't afford you much if that is still your heart's position, but it's an opportunity now to respond. So, as we wrestle, wrestle truth to the ground in the rest of this night season, I hope it's out of a hunger to understand, to understand his purpose, your assignment, your destiny, his will for you in this lifetime and his will for the bride. That's a pretty big invitation. Thank you, baby. I think that that's good. Here, watch your feet. Are you a little? 